This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tyler Lockett, what did you know about Geno Smith from this offense that the rest of the league has learned? Going to throw deep. Got a man in the corner. It is Lockett. Touchdown, Seahawks. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We knew what Geno could do. I mean, you know, it was mostly a lot of people on the outside who didn't know what Geno could be able to do. Today's guest, host of the Greenlight Podcast, two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long, author of the new book, Uphill, a memoir, Jamel Hill, plus your phone calls, Overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Happy Halloween, one and all. If you are listening on the radio, the folks at Roku can see I am dressed as the host of the Rich Eisen Show. And that's a costume I've been... I've been uh, I've been cultivating for quite some time. I was really thinking about it, so uh, here I am. Um, I'm wearing a, a very what I think uh, festive fall uh, quarter zip uh, right here uh, uh, on this uh, this Halloween um, Monday on this program. Uh, Chris Brockman, you, you, I, I believe you must be wearing a costume right now, right? Is that what you got going on? You got sure, a costume going sure, on? Sure, Rich. I got a little uh, Magnum PI vibe. Is that what morning. it is? Yeah, I think so. I thought when you walked in that you got a, you have a uh, like a, a, a Hawaii. Um, uh, yeah, well, um, I, I mean, thought it was like an Andy Reid look you got going on. That's but, actually pretty good too. I would take that. Okay, and now I'm just beginning to see that. Is that a mustache you've got rocking? I mean, well, that's a that's not. I missed a the spot this morning. With okay, the old Clippers. So that's what but, you got? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, whatever. All it's, you need uh, is a, 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 a Detroit Tigers hat and it's a spitting image. I'm in. Do we got one of those? Later? I don't know. I don't think so. How are you, Mike Del Tufo? Is dressed as somebody who gets free stuff for a living. Yep, free there shirt, it is. free hat, free okay, jacket. Okay, very good. That's Shorts. your costume. And uh, T.J. Jefferson is dressed as somebody who's part of the set just fell completely apart yeah. during the open. <laughs> That's fine, like, you know, because like, oh we always, like we always do at this time, a lot of people didn't believe in the Cowboys, but you know what God did? <laughs> I mean, I'm loving it. Yet another Jimmy Johnson drop yeah. Monday. Play on to the bye week, guys. We're Play on to the bye week. Play a real team, he said. <laughs> Says the guy who lost to that team last Monday night. I was about night. to say, so what does that say for him? Uh, well, right. we won yesterday. Yes, you did against the Jets. So. But here's the team I'd like to start to talk about, and we'll talk about Jets-Patriots and Michigan? my two cents on it. Um, no, we'll do that later on with oh, Jamel okay. Hill in hour number three when her, <laughs> you set her she up, comes Rich. in. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just because she's a Michigan State Spartan, that doesn't. that's not why she's on the show today. Oh, she's had- got a new book called Uphill, a memoir. Okay. She's coming in to promote it, and this was booked well before uh, Michigan uh, uh, spanked. Pure coincidence. Michigan State. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, though? And I'm, I'm not talking about what they apparently did to Michigan players in the tunnel. Yeah, what right. had had the the score of the game been different? She would have still been oh, here. Okay. We would have we would have kept everything like you're before. Rich. I you're am professional. Well, I rolled the dice. There you go. And I just had a feeling that the game was uh, somewhat. Uh, the odds were in my favor. <laughs> True that. So um, I want to talk about the trade that occurred a couple of Thursday nights ago. Now, when a trade hits, you think, how is it going to affect not only the team that uh, the player departed from, but obviously the player, the team that the player is acquired by. And then you hear that uh, the team that acquired the player, uh, when you hear that, um, there was another team in on it. And you're wondering, okay, how's that going to affect things? Very few instances 
can you see how it affects things within two games? And it was apparently, for the Carolina Panthers, down to the 49ers or the Rams to say yes to their offers for Christian McCaffrey. They said yes to the 49ers and thus said no to the Rams. And even John Lynch said, and also Kyle Shanahan said, you know what, it's good that not only we get him, but we kept him from our in-division rival. And Christian McCaffrey shows back up in SoFi because his last game as a Panther was against the Rams in SoFi. And he he didn't look like this with the Panthers when he was against the Rams in SoFi that day. And he hasn't looked this way for the Panthers in three years, quite frankly. Christian McCaffrey that showed up with the San Francisco 49ers in SoFi on Sunday is a... Christian McCaffrey that we saw coming off the campus at Stanford and made him the consensus number one overall pick in your fantasy leagues. That's the Christian McCaffrey who showed up as the old 49er prospector yesterday. And did he mine for gold or what? He struck it. Apparently Kyle Shanahan walking around the halls of the 49ers facility in Santa Clara last week just asked out loud amongst the coaching staff, does anybody know if Christian McCaffrey can throw the ball? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. And by the night's end, the tight ends coach sent footage of McCaffrey winging it for Stanford. (laughs) Lo and behold, that's how the halfback option wound up in the playbook for the 49ers and Shanahan hit that button on Sunday. And sure enough, it was a beautiful strike for Christian McCaffrey finding Brandon Ayuk. And then later on, Christian McCaffrey winds up in the end zone, not as a running back, but as a receiver. Now, that's a good catch. When Christian McCaffrey was at the 2017 NFL Scouting Combine, and I'm in the booth, I believe this was uh, still Mayock's administration with the NFL Network, and Daniel Jeremiah was also part of the broadcast, we were marveling about how the best prospect running routes as a receiver at the Combine turned out to be a running back. His name was Christian McCaffrey. We're like, oh, okay. So he could do that too, huh? Now, of course, everybody watched Pac-10, I believe, after dark. <laughs> yep. Knew all about McCaffrey and Stanford. And then McCaffrey runs one in later on, becomes the first player since LaDainian Tomlinson back in 2005 to hit for the trifecta. That is correct. A passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown, all in the same game. Week 6, 2005. But LaDainian Tomlinson did not have 94 yards rushing like Christian McCaffrey. As a matter of fact, McCaffrey became the first player in the Super Bowl ever to have 30 or more rushing yards and the trifecta of rushing, receiving, and running touchdowns. So he set the bar new. Somebody needs to do that and also run the ball for 95 yards or more in order to knock McCaffrey out of the playbook. And that's what McCaffrey looks like in his 
first full week of practice with the San Francisco 49ers. And Kittle scored two. So you had Ayuk scoring. You had Kittle scoring. You had McCaffrey scoring two different ways and throwing one to Ayuk for a third way. And the most frightening thing about it here on this Halloween is Debo Samuel Debo. wasn't even active. Yeah, right. They didn't even have him out there. Didn't need him. So, and they didn't have use check, too. Who You heard he needed surgery on his finger, right? now? And then they showed him on the sideline. He has the full-on cast and, and sling. So he really jacked up his hand. But when he comes back, you're going to have a fullback who can play tight end. You're going to have a running back who can play wide receiver. You got a wide receiver who could play running back. And you've got a running back who could play not only wide receiver, but quarterback. <laughs> and by the way, running back. That's the most frightening thing about it. And for the 49ers, they go into the building where the Rams knocked him out of the playoffs last year and then went to the Super Bowl and won it. In the year after that, they just get back right on their regular season horse, sweeping the Rams again. And now, who'd have thunk it? That week two game in which Trey Lance got carted off suffering a season-ending injury, who would have thought that game might mean the most down the line for the NFC West? Because it was in that game the Niners lost Lance and put Garoppolo in, but they beat the Seahawks on that day. And Seattle's the team that they're looking up at. Because guess what? Pete Carroll's remade the Seahawks again. Joke all you want. Joke all you want. They're coming for Arizona next. And they beat Arizona. They go 6-3. and three. They're going to fly off to Germany as a 6-3 and three team taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who take on the Rams next. And the Rams do not look anything like the team that they had last year at all. It's, a, it's the Cooper Cup show. They can't run it worth a lick. Allen Robinson did have his best game as a Ram, but he, you know, got in the face of the defender who had a, he had a, a very, you know, violent tussle with on the ground and taunted him right in his face and gave him a first down line staring him right in the face. I hate the taunting rule. I think it's stupid, but it is what it is. You know what it is. You can't stare down a guy and celebrate in the direction of somebody, and he was literally face-to-face with him. I mean, you get, you, you get a little bit of Higby in you, I mean, Van Jefferson just finally showed up. But it's Stafford going back there and getting his ass whipped. The line is not anything close to what it was in the last few years. They're banged up. I'm concerned about the Rams. And next week's Rams-Bucks game is for which team from that dynamite divisional playoff wants to go back to the playoffs this year? Zero. I don't know, man. The winner of that game, uh, Rams win that. They're four and four, which ain't bad. The Bucks win it. They're four and five. Might be in first place in that division that had the game of the day, Falcons and the Panthers. But I look at that and I see what the 49ers did yesterday with McCaffrey and without Debo and without Eric Armstead on defense. They're still banged up. They're still without some star players on defense 
and they just put the bang thing on the Rams right after halftime. And offensively, McCaffrey looks as spry as it's 2018 all over again, 2019 all over again. They, you know, Niners could trade Jeff Wilson tomorrow, yeah. get something back, get some more of their draft picks back. Seems likely that they coughed up for McCaffrey. Get something. I don't know. Trade deadlines tomorrow. And the Rams have put their hand on the table after the Chiefs went in and smanked them around. One other thing I want to jump out at right here, not a lot of people are going to be talking about this because of it's interesting. You talk about East Coast bias, but that's kind of missing for some reason the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL. And um, uh, I, I still feel some people don't think they can do it. And again, I think it's because some people believe for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Jalen Hurts is going to turn into a pumpkin at some point. I don't believe that at all. That's a rock star on our screen right there on the Roku channel, number one. That's a rock star. Everybody keeps on thinking. I think it has. I think, I think it has more to do with their schedule. I think it also has to do with the way this guy was born into football and the national consciousness passed over for Tua. Then he had to go to Oklahoma. Then he was the second round pick. That a lot of people are wondering why you're taking him. And then he finally, they. I mean, Carson Wentz couldn't have looked worse, and they kept on watching him get sacked. Throwing picks, fumbling because he's holding on to the ball and still wouldn't hand things off to Jalen Hurts. And they're finally like, all right, we'll do it. And then they still pulled him in the last game of Doug Peterson's stint, stint there. Last year, they scratched their way to the playoffs before they got bounced by Brady and the Bucks. I don't know. You could also say it's their schedule, Chris. I get it. You know, they did spank the Vikings on Monday Night Football. They did they did go to Arizona and come up with the win. Arizona is a much better team on the road. You could see it that year, so you could say that they had that advantage. They beat Dallas when Dak wasn't there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, and, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville. And those people are only going to get more full-throated when they treat the Texans on Thursday night like Derrick Henry did because they're going to run all over them, or A.J. Brown is now, and that's the thing that I take out of this, is that A.J. Brown, that's the special ingredient here. Okay? That's another thing, too. Oh, your your top wide receiver is a guy that, you know, the Titans coughed up, and they, they could use receivers like A.J. Brown would think. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Or it's such a Dallas-centric division. People are just always thinking Dallas is going to pull it off, not Philly. Hmm. Uh, I might be misreading it. There might be more people that believe in the lone remaining undefeated team. I think they're going to be 8-0 in three days. I mean, they could be 15-0. And they're going to have a little mini-buy before taking on, hey, a Monday night football game. It's supposed to have been the Carson Wentz homecoming, but here comes Heineke. Hmm. The Heineke magic that we saw uncorked in the last seconds in Indianapolis. Philadelphia's at Indianapolis. They got Green Bay on a Sunday night at home. Man, Philadelphia and Tennessee in week 13. That's going to be delicious. That seems to be just your regular Sunday afternoon affair. 
and whoever has that, maybe that's a Fox or a CBS game. I hope for their sake that they uh, went ahead and protected that game because Indianapolis at Dallas appears to be your week 13 game. And as many people who love to see the Sam Ellinger return to Texas, I would think that would be flexed out for Derrick Henry in Philadelphia mm-hmm. going at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. If Philadelphia is undefeated? Possibly. Oh, that, that reek, that smells a flex unless, and I don't think CBS or Fox back in week three or four would have protected that one. But at any rate, just throwing that all out there. The Lakers won for the first time. The, the difference between two one and five teams, we'll talk about it. Lakers one and five, Nets one and five. The post-game press conference for the 1-5 Lakers had no mention of uh, anti-Semitism or Alex Jones. Ah, the Nets one did. We'll talk Kyrie a little bit on this program. We'll have also overreaction Monday. Let's do it. We got that. Chris Long is going to join us on so many other subject matters. Jamel Hill will be here. She's got her new book, Uphill, a memoir. It'll be fantastic talking about this book and a little bit of college football. <laughs> Ohio State's got a playmaker, a game wrecker, who single-handedly took care of Penn State. We'll discuss that. A huge college football game set up for next weekend. We'll discuss that. When we come back, somebody's got to tap Jerry Jones on the shoulder and tell him he's got a playmaker that needs to see the field more. That's next. Right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. 844-204-RICH. We'd love to hear from you, too. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own success, and blaze your own trail and have your regular football team and your fantasy football team beat Ashton Kutcher on the same day while him <laughs> guesting you at his house. It's like you had a little sprinter van action. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. It's equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to follow your own passions and reawaken the spirit of adventure that you've been wanting to have. Check all those big, bold, and fun and exciting experiences off your bucket list. 16 body types, your your choice of a gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now is the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Oh, here you go. What? I just, just, whenever you look at me, (laughs) I know something's coming. No. Okay. No. I just want to say this. What I'm about... What I'm about to say is not bias against the Ohio State University. That's how I take it. It is not at all. It is not at all. Okay. For instance, I can talk positively about Buckeyes. I can. Garrett Wilson yesterday for the Jets, he sparked, he flashed. It was exciting. I, I, I loved it. Well, that's different. I loved it. That's your guy. No, no, no. I, I loved it. I can also say against your Justin Fields to me right now, right now, right here and now. October 31st? Of 2022, right now, the most developed and clear biggest upside, I can't believe I'm saying this, quarterback of the 2021 draft class right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. And then only one of them got a win yesterday. I know. Dude, I just see what I'm seeing. I yeah. see what I see. And I love what I'm seeing out of him. I love what I'm seeing out of him more than what I'm seeing out of Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence yesterday had a game. What a terrible pick that was. Yeah. And I know this is like maybe snapshot week-to-week stuff. I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of, out of Justin Fields. JT Tui Molowow. One of the greatest defensive performances you will see in college football. Dude, just took over. Ever. In the second. Ever. He puts the wow in Tui Molo wow. Nice. Thank you. He wrecked the game against Penn State. That, was a, that Harrow Club buffet was all set up in State College. <laughs> and he wrecked it. He wrecked it. A game wrecker, game changer, and... I, I just want to say this uh, for the uh, Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Let's have a plan. I think we'll have a plan. We'll have a plan for that kid. Let's, no tight ends. No tight ends near him. Grown-ass men G-A-M. who are corn-fed and at least 325 pounds better be standing in front of him with an ability to move laterally. Corn Otherwise, they're going to be thrown out of the club, <laughs> the Harrow Club. Okay, so I, I, I can do this, and I meant every word I just said. So what I'm about to say is not meant in any way, shape, or form to be Buckeye bias. But somebody in the Cowboys organization mm-hmm. has got to tap Zeke on the shoulder. I don't know who that is. It's Jerry. Because I don't know if Jerry wants to do it. Somebody's maybe Stephen Jones got to tap Jerry on the shoulder, and Jerry's got to tap Zeke on the shoulder and say, 
your touches are cut. You're not cut. We're going to need you. Oh, we need you. We need you. We're going to need you uh, a lot. We're inspired by your eating and your ability to pass block and your ability to punch the ball in the end zone. We love your red zone abilities. But the days of you getting 25 touches and we're riding you to victory are over. Are over. Say it in whatever way that you can say where he's not offended. Because this is Tony Pollard time. And they were forced to go to Tony Pollard time this week in a way that we haven't seen in a while. Like Zeke hasn't answered the bell before, but Tony Pollard hasn't rung it like this. When Zeke couldn't answer the bell. And you might be able to pick a game log here and there and go, Rich, what are you talking about? Fine. Dude. He passes the eye test. You think? (laughs) And it's interesting that the three faces we have on our game board on the Roku channel for our radio audience is Dak Prescott. Tony Pollard and Micah Parsons, because Mike is that game wrecker and game changer and home run hitter on defense. Sure is. Not the only one either. And Dak Prescott. Okay, this is what we're talking about, right? 21 to 27. Efficient. He runs one in. You're not winging it all over the place. 250 yards. That's all we need. That's all we need. And then there'll be times where he's got to go 300, 400 yards, and he can do it. I mean, you could just see the difference with him running this offense and Cooper Rush running the offense. Yeah like you would for any top-notch quarterback and his backup. That was always my point. No doubt. My point the entire time has always been more Pollard, please. You have been Pollard. I, I hate to admit it. You have been Pollard. Pollard the table. It Thank you. It disgusts me to say it. More Pollard, <laughs> please. This kid from Memphis. Rich, did you hear his quote before the game? Which was? Well, someone asked him, like, looks like Zeke's going to be out. How do you feel about having to yeah. have more of the load? And he was like, if you call it, I'm a haul it. And I'm like, that's, oh. that's, that's <laughs> Pollard Transpo. That's, that's, that's the slogan. You call it, we'll haul it. Because Let's in go. the same way, in the same way where the eye test, where you could see the difference between Dak quarterbacking it and Cooper Rush quarterbacking it. And it's so stupid that I even have to say it. But it's the truth because for a month we were talking about, really? Do we need Dak back? <laughs> so that was a conversation in so many parts of the NFL media. It and when a, we It was a filler. And when we had our conversations about that, that was just to tweak you in your direction. TJ, you were kind of believing it, Chris. Yeah. You could come out and say it. Come it's, out and say it. It's okay. It, until he fell into the it's situation okay. himself. Yeah, until he got it, zappied. And then it wasn't funny anymore. No, Except but, that I was promoting zappy, but that's fine. Okay. Tony Pollard, it's the same way you could see the difference in that. You could see the difference in Pollard running the offense as the lead back. And Zeke, come on. And I know it's heresy to say it because Zeke is one of the big three when Cooper was there and Dak was ascending. And every penny that he got from Jerry, I think at the time he totally deserved. He should have pulled the move that he did to go off to Cabo and wait to get paid. He deserved it. But this is a different time. 9.4 yards per rush on Sunday. 
14 of a buck 31. And here's the thing. In his time, since coming off the camp, campus at Memphis, when he gets 15 or more touches, the Cowboys are 8-0, and averaging, wait for it, 42.9 points per game. Jesus. He is a home run hitter. And when Dak is having issues connecting with CeeDee Lamb, and we're seeing a lot of Hender shots, shots. Nothing wrong with that. Nah. You got to push the ball down the field, and CeeDee Lamb did catch a touchdown yesterday. But when you got to push it, and you need that big chunk play, and you need to tell the Bears when they're beginning to feel themselves, not today. And you can't always get that Micah Parsons fumble return because not all quarterbacks will be athletic enough to jump <laughs> over him instead of being able to just touch him down. That's what Justin Fields was too athletic for his own good yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You need Tony Pollard. That's what I'm saying. More Pollard, please. And 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 I know he can't – nobody's in the league of pass protecting like Zeke at the running back position. Nobody. He's one of one. He is a unicorn. He is great at it. And Cowboys fans remember one year, right, where Romo wasn't protected on uh, by, by one of his backs in front of him and he got blown up. I I totally get it, but I I I trust Mike McCarthy to know this, and to be able to you got to get Pollard fifteen touches a game, or bust, yeah. or bust. He's a playmaker. Man. Yeah, you got one, and they're so rare in this league. The Jets just lost theirs. Could have used Brees Hall yesterday yeah. when things got slogging down and the Belichick way against the Jets. Roosted again. Could have used Brees Hall. You got your playmaker in this day and age. You got to ride him. My two cents on the Cowboys. I don't hate those two cents. Who are now, by the way, in second place. In second place. And they hit their bye. And they're going to come back. And they're going to be nice and healthy. And they're at Green Bay, which is not nearly as scary now. Uh, I'm always worried about uh, You should be because, you know, it ain't an easy place to play. But problem is they're going to be two back of the Eagles, two and a half back. And you know what? That's not that great of a problem. Let them go into the playoffs if they need be as the wild card as a team you don't want to face, the proverbial team you don't want to face. And let them go on the road and be that, you know, band together in the hotel rooms and on the plane rides. Let them be that team for a change. Dallas, Dallas would be like an eight-point favorite at Atlanta if the playoffs Please. started today. Like, come on. Or at at Tampa if they wind up winning yeah, that division. Uh, come on. Look yeah, out. I, I wouldn't mind starting the playoffs Look on the road. Out. <laughs> I'm serious. Being the, fifth is, being the fifth seed is fine. totally fine. And I love Micah Parsons hitting the bye saying six and two is okay. Rather be eight and oh. I love the attitude, man. I love, I love that guy, man. He, you should. He's amazing. He's another unicorn. You got a whole bunch of playmakers. There's one that you're not playing enough. Well, you know, like you're I said. You're not playing great, him enough. Great it's, problem to have. I'll take that problem. True. You know, certainly because I'd, I'd rather have my playmaker back. He's going to he's having ACL surgery. That's this awful, week. too, man. Eight, four, four, two, oh, four, rich number to dial. Terzo, all rise. Terzo. Let's take his phone call. Terzo in Iowa. What's up, Terzo? Yo, what up, Rich? Hey, man. First off, I was about ready to call in Friday whenever you picked the Rams to beat the Niners. So that was lovely. Um, you know what? I'm not going to. No, no, no. I, Terzo. I, I digress. I digress. Terzo, look, man, uh, I, I believe what I believe, and I go down with ships um, to my, you know, uh, detriment. But I, I I see what I what I believed, and I, I believe in the Rams. I mean, I just know 
their system. I know their organization. I know their coach. I know their GM. And I just believed in them and and um, thought that their center coming back and and uh, Van Jefferson coming back would actually have led to a different result. And they did lead at halftime. Second half, they got spanked. And their they, yeah. their 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 seasons might now go in totally different paths, and I tip my cap to you. I tip my cap to you. Hey, hey, and you've been you've been you've been you've been loyal with the Niners all year long. You've been saying that you you, you followed them, so it kind of caught me off guard on Friday. All good, you know. Just you know, but but you know, I still I still love you. And let's go let's go Jets J E T S. You know, um, <laughs> but Brockman, but Brockman, I got to call you out. You want to fire my coach still, or or or, or, uh-huh. or do I win the the bet? Or do I win the best uh, fan costume? Uh, uh, Your fan for, costume for was pretty fantastic. I still don't think. What, what was, was it for those but... who might not have uh, seen? What What was your fan costume? Were you Shanahan? Uh, so yeah, no, no, no. I got to throw a shout out to my man Jose in in España who built me a full on movie quality Deadpool suit. Ah, pretty good. Damn, he tweeted us a photo. I'll okay, very good. But yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks it, for the call, Terzo. I great, I greatly appreciate it. You want to, you want to answer his question? You want to bounce yeah. Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, he's not a good coach. I mean, come on, like he's not a good coach. He's beaten, he's beaten the Rams over and over. So it's, in order so to win a your division, you've got to. Okay, you can say that you just did. Um, so you can, you've got to beat the best team in your division or your rival in your division or one of the best teams in your division perennially in order to win your division. And they have now swept the Rams. That's done. The other team that could be potentially dangerous to your threat to win the division is a team you've already beaten. But Seattle, I think, is a different team. By the way, that game, let's see, when is that game? Oh, baby. That's a Thursday night football game in week 15. I'll admit that he's a good coach when his career record is over 500 and they win a Super Bowl. Okay. That might happen this year. And then I will admit it. Until then, I'm standing by my stance. And so you're also willing to stick with Bill Belichick too, right? Well. You trust him again. uh, Okay. Jets aren't that good, so like that's not that's not that great of a win Come yesterday. On, you can't just five field goals. Batch them like that. You can't just say the well, Jets your, your aren't qu- that your good. Your quarterback is holding. Okay, now your, quarterback, your quarterback isn't good. You could say that. The rest of your team is has a lot of talent. And right. Salah's a good coach. Your quarterback is really not good. He is definitely not ready for so, prime time. Yeah, I think Orlovsky said today he needs to grow up. Whatever that means. Hey man, let me just say this. I. I and it's unfortunate for, for Zach Wilson, but this is life in the big city. Yeah. This is life in the big city. You're not in Utah anymore. And whatever's going on in his skull about thinking about what he thinks he needs to do in order to be successful, he needs to take that and throw that script out too. Okay? Because what he's got is an incredible arm. I mean, that first touchdown pass that he threw to put the Jets up. Oh, my gosh. In the corner of the end zone. Rifle. I mean, in, in, in a small, like three inch by three inch window. I thought that was really good coverage. A and like bullet. Yeah, it was. It was. Really nice throw. It was great. Yeah. And in the first half of that game, what he was doing was hitting his back foot and getting rid of it. It's just that when his first read is covered, he's lost. He takes in off space. Then, yeah. You heard that from Kurt Warner on this show last week. And you know what the Patriots started to do in the second half of that game? They were going at Garrett Wilson and knocking him on his ass as soon as he got off the line of scrimmage. Matthew Judon did it on one play. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just like, oh, I don't have my first option. Right. Where am I going now? I'm gonna, I know what I'll do. I'll just keep running and running and running around, and I'll try and make a play and force it in somewhere. And instead of throwing it out of bounds, I'll just throw it right to Jason McCor- uh, Devin McCourty. That's what I'll do. Jason McCourty, by the way, doing a great job. Good morning, football. And on Westwood One. But I'll just throw it to Devin McCourty. That's all I'll do. Yeah. And, and, and it's not acceptable anymore. And you could sit here and say, well, it's just year two, year two, year two. Rest of the team's kind of taking step, steps forward. Rest of the team's kind of taking steps forward quite a bit. And have created the bones of a possible playoff campaign this year. Head of schedule. Head of schedule. And so it's time for him to hit his back foot and make his damn throw and sit in the film room a little bit more if that's what's necessary and learn where options two and three are because they're going to be there too. Elijah Moore, who is so damn good. Man, you see his quote after yeah. the game? He's like, oh, wow. somebody asked him, God bless him, wow. in the New York media, asked him what his chemistry with the quarterback is, and he's like, I don't know. I'm not getting the ball. I don't play. Zero, I don't I play. don't get the ball, so I don't know. Is as straight up honest an answer is a guy who just got benched for whatever reason for whatever mutiny he might have had on the Zach Wilson bounty he just got suspended for that's the best thing he could say without creating any more waves and saying what he needs to say well done Elijah Moore I believe you because it's now on the quarterback it's flat out on him and at a time when they needed him the most because Brees Hall is gone. Who's going to fill the playmaking void? Maybe he thinks he's got he's got to be the one to do it. And I'm saying to him, he has to be. But the way you do it, Zach, is to know the playbook. Know where your receivers are going to be. Trust the system. Hit your back foot and use your remarkable talents to zip the ball in there. And if it's not there, know where option two is and option three is, and you'll find them because you're pretty damn slippery yourself. And let's go and play football because the Jets can do it this year. And unfortunately, he can't just sit back and the Jets are not in the position to just let him cook in the oven and marinate because they can do it this year. Problem is, here comes the other bill. Belichick just showed him, you're not ready yet. Just showed him, along with the rest of the Patriots, you can't do it yet the way you're coming to work and trying to do it. I think Daniel Jeremiah said it best. 80% of his plays are trying to be a creator and 20% are the ones just trying to follow the system and he needs to flip that he comes to the mindset of I've got to create no you've got to complete the problem is is after one bill the Belichick bill came to town and showed him he can't do it yet the way that he's operating in his current operating system here comes the other bill in the division from Buffalo my goodness gracious all right and by the way, five and four going into the bye week, I would have totally signed for that yeah. in the beginning of the season. Absolutely. So I do want to just say that. Absolutely. But that was terribly disappointing. The coach says to the fan base, show up early, don't miss anything. And then 
a terrible mistake on defense. Didn't have to call it, but he did shove Mac Jones late. Wiped out a pick six that would have made it 17-3 Jets right before the half. Totally changed the game. And in the third quarter, Belichick came out. And the rest, I mean, the players came out, as Belichick said, it's the players who win games. And totally changed the tenor of that game in the third quarter. Just kept hitting them in the mouth. And Zach Wilson kept making the mistakes. And that's all she wrote. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. Okay. Let's take a break. More of your phone calls. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Chris Long coming up. Most entertaining game of the day. Let's hit that as well before Chris Long joins us. And then overreaction Monday and more of your calls here on this busy Monday. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Difference between one and five basketball teams. Let's hit it. <laughs> one and five Lakers. Lakers. Got to be honest with you. We had on the Rich Eisen Show uh, Twitter account. I don't know if we have a check mark. We're definitely not paying $20 a month for it. <laughs> What's a Twitter account? <laughs> nice. There's that one, too. Um. I had it all set up a shot of uh, Westbrook next to LeBron, zero next to oh, six, being that would have been their record. Go. But no, 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 no. They Westbrook comes off the bench, eighteen points. He gets gives you a nice little finish. That's LeBron and AD the year, were playing yeah. a nice two man game. Austin Reeves is making threes. This is what we're talking about. Darvin Ham selling. They're buying. Yeah, really, Laker fans record. are all fired up. One and five. That's one five, one and five team. Then he got another one and five team in Brooklyn. They just uh, lost to uh, an Indianapolis right at home. Fall to one of five. Steve Nash, coach yeah, says it can't get any worse, right? That's what he literally said. Can't disaster. Get, Called it a disaster. disaster. Can't get any yeah, worse. Oh, disaster. yeah, it can. Yeah, it can. Because you got Kyrie Irving on your team. 
And he's spending time away from the basketball arena putting on his Twitter account just the cover of a book with a link to the Amazon page of a book filled with anti-Semitic tropes. Trust me. I know what an anti-Semitic trope looks like and what they sound like and what they feel like when it lands on you. It stinks. Certainly when somebody's got four plus million followers to get that link to see, what is this book about? Let me see. This is after him putting on his Instagram account uh, a link from Alex Jones in the 90s talking about cabals in the world that are trying to kill us by creating plagues and things like that. At any rate. So after the loss, he was asked about this. Both of these subject matters. We're going to play all two minutes for you because I've never really heard an exchange like this between media and all-world, all-star, terrific basketball player, terrific athlete. Go for it. Okay, Reed, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true. So I wasn't identifying with anything of being a, campaign, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post, and it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it. I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the people title? are going to say that you are Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. I, it's not You put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff great. is so not let's move on. filled let's with move on. anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. You're free being. to post I can what, post whatever I want, so say what, that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But, but it's not me. Nothing. By it's no people that you're making up, bro. Move on. But by posting what you did. Move on. Next question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, "You guys have any more questions?" Because this is going to be a clip. Beliefs. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Uh, this is another answering your question. Oh my God! Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. All right. So maybe um, he needs to hear it from me. I was Nick Friedel, by the way, of ESPN, going back and forth. Good job by Nick. You're dehumanizing me, Kyrie. I'm a Jewish man, okay, descendant of people who died in gas chambers and got incinerated by Nazis. You're dehumanizing me by putting on your platform a book and a movie that is filled with anti-Semitic tropes that are designed or eventually lead to the dehumanization of me and my children and my ancestors who died because they were Jewish. 
It's not funny. It's not hilarious. And I can't believe I got to tell someone from Duke who clearly is smart enough to know. Yeah, I mean, you're not promoting it with like a tour. It's not like a book tour or a movie tour. But when you put it in front of 4 million people who might not have already heard about it or know about it, you're promoting it. You're promoting it. You're giving it your platform. The same thing. And when you give it your platform, you may not agree with all of the other things that the person who created a book or movie or a theory that you say is true. You are now owning all of that person's opinions. And yeah, it's offensive. It's offensive. And it's also really scary because it's normalized by somebody who, who, who puts a ball through a hoop and is very famous for it and generationally rich for it. And you have a platform because of it. And it's normalized. And that on top of seeing Kanye was right about the Jews being beamed on a stadium in Jacksonville and on a building in Jacksonville. And I'm seeing it all over overpasses across the country. It's damn frightening. And I'd like you to help and do something about it. That's what I sit around and think about when I see that. It's frightening, man. It's scary. Put it all together. I'm not saying he can help cure it, but... And then, you know, just the basketball sense of it. You got to sit here and wonder, are the Nets trying to win basketball games? Trying to win basketball games. Um, Does this help? Does it hinder? Can you keep this sort of stuff out of your locker room? That this is what's being discussed with your star point guard? Who, by the way, is lighting it up this year. This week, the, the main story was he passed to Ben Simmons and you could hear him scream, you know, microphones picked up, him saying, shoot it. Right. Then he said after the game, you know, hey, everybody back off. Let him, let him be. He hasn't played in two years. Well, I guess in real time, he, he was saying what the rest of the fans were thinking. One in five, two different one in five teams that have a lot of fans hoping for championships this year. It seems like maybe you get a glimpse into why Kevin Durant wanted to trade. You think? I don't know. That's a, that team is a total conundrum. Yeah. They had no choice but to run it back. And so far, running it back is 1-5 with all of this part of the conversation. We're back with our number two, Chris Long, talking football and overreaction Monday and more.